everyone, and welcome out to episode 221 of the Good, the Bad, the Three, two. Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 221 of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. I'm Nick Nitro, and welcoming you out to another great episode. We have, well, it's a show of beginnings and endings, but more on that here in a second. Uh, first, a little bit about our sponsors. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Get over 100,000 titles to choose from. Sign up, get a free audiobook and a 14-day trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Or for uh, those lazy out there, just click on the link on the post of this episode on gbgpodcast.com. Also, check out the TVKing.com, scope out tons of reviews, watch your favorite television shows online legally, and much more, again, through our amazing sponsor, the TVKing.com. And last but not least, Pack Rat Comics is a family, fun, friendly comic shop located in the heart of Old Hilliard here in Columbus, Ohio, with a wide selection of new and old comics, graphic novels, t-shirts, action figures, statues, and years of experience behind the counter with a sincere love of comics and pop culture. Pack Rat is your local family comic shop providing all your pop culture comic book needs. Scope them out online via the links on our posts or go to packratcomics.com. And also be sure to check out their podcast, The Pack Rat Show. It's really good. They have Sometimes they have sketches, audio and video, and it's really good. So check that out, packratcomics.com, thetvking.com, and audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. All right, episode 221, as I said, it's an episode of beginnings and endings. And what I mean by that is Jimmy, Jerome, Wetzel, and I discuss the pilot episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know you're going, Nick, whoa, buddy, there's, only, there's already been two episodes that, that, that's aired. And we might discuss both episodes, but if anything, we're going to really go delve into the pilot episode more than anything of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also, we're going to talk about the amazing or possibly horrible finale of Breaking Bad. Did it live up to expectations? So far, a lot of people are claiming this to be one of the best dramas ever produced on television. Does it live up to the hype? Do Jimmy and I disagree with this statement? Find out more on this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Warning! The podcast you're about to hear is very filthy. We say naughty words you would use as an adult anyway. It will cause you not to eat your vegetables, and your mom generally thinks it's a bad idea. Any moment of the show that has any similarity to the history of any person living or dead, real or fictional, to real events are entirely unintentional and coincidental. Unless we're specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all celebrity voices are impersonated, and new celebrity has endorsed any aspect of the show. I guess I. This would have been for last summer's batch. In my defense, I'm not. Did you see the finale? Yeah. There's a difference between. Oh, you mean last summer's finale? No. The series finale. You haven't watched it all the final season of Breaking Bad? No. I I just thought we would talk about it just because it would be fun to talk about something I have never seen in my entire life. You're lying to me. Of course I am. Okay. So you, you did you skip last summer's batch and just watch the finale? No, I watched 
I watched the last five or six episodes. Without having seen what happened last summer. No. Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I also... Uh, I can never imagine doing that. Oh, now we are recording. We are recording now. Woohoo! Uh, no, I... I Okay. When, when when the show premiered however many years ago, and we and we, well, we watched it... Five. I think we were living together at the same time, weren't we? I think so. Yeah. I... I watched it, and the pilot didn't do anything for me. I didn't really care for it. And I thought I tuned in like a few episodes later. I think maybe I was watching a rerun mm-hmm. of older episodes, because the episode I saw was where they melt the body, It's which is actually the second episode. You know, was it? it it's the second episode. The reason why I know is because I'm halfway through season two oh. right now on Netflix. Now, let me finish, though, before everyone jumps. Yeah, so, yeah. because I started watching... It's 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 one of those shows that okay if you're like me I know you're a little bit the opposite which is you you might read other reviews of other shows that you watch I review I watch if it's a big show even if I don't watch it I read reviews and stuff about it or spoilers whatever so I know what's going on I know he poisoned the kid Brock oh, and that doesn't bother goodness. me because half the people that I'm reading the reviews from are people who are putting their own spin on what they think happened on mm-hmm. it. And some of it's very good, like Mo um, Mo Ryan or Alan Seppenwall, and there are other people who are it's just it's just nothing but their own opinion with just garbage. So then at the end of the day, when I watch it, I get a different, completely different view. This is how my opinion on spoilers for the most part are. Mm. Now, the show is so critically heralded at this point. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? And you remember I remember you telling me how last season ended, which is Hank finds the book and he he messed up. That's the one mistake Hank yep. or Walt did. I knew going, I pretty much knew every beat into what was generally going on. So I technically knew what was going on without having seen any of it. I just know that anytime I happened to watch the show, it was always during disgusting moments, which for me, and I've said this before in the show, for some reason, when it comes to drugs, unless it's like pot or weed, yeah. I get grossed out on life. I can watch the Sopranos. People begin their boardwalk empire, getting their heads blown, like 10 people in a row, brains going everywhere. I don't have a problem with that. I can watch fucking Walking Dead. People getting That's, eaten alive. Disgusting yeah. shit. I see a druggie start vomiting on a bed, and I go, "Nope, I can't watch this show." And, or so body gets Pulp to, Fiction right, off the table uh, for you. Uh, well, no, I, I I like that that movie now. Well, the first time I saw, I didn't like it actually. I didn't like the whole cocaine overdose scene thing. With well, the girl. I think a lot of people don't like that scene. Very sincere. really, I think people love that scene. Really? No, I no, no. was going to say. <laughs> no, to be completely fair, and I love to brag to people that have jumped on Breaking Bad late that I was there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And technically that's true because I did watch the first two episodes when they first aired. I, yeah. But the melting body did turn me off of it a bit. However, I over time rethought my decision. And before season two premiered, I caught up on the season one episodes I hadn't seen. I, uh, because of the first Two episodes back were so good. I realized that I I need to try to finish mm-hmm. everything because ne- AMC put everything on Netflix, right? Except for this season. Except for this last half of the season. So I was. Is like, the first half on Netflix still? Yeah. Awesome. Right. So literally, they did it like I think uh, a day before the premiere aired. So you mm-hmm. had yeah. Are you gonna buy the barrel set? Uh, I like the show enough that I might. Yes. It's currently two hundred dollars pre-order on Amazon. It was like three or four hundred when I first looked. Right, and then after the ending, it, they knocked it down to two hundred, and I was like, "Oh, we're getting close to to Jimmy buying it." To too. Jimmy buying yeah. it, too. you know, because normally I see that price tag, and I'm like, eh, "I'll find it on eBay in a year or two, you know." Oh man, 
I don't trust eBay for that stuff anymore. I just do. because I I bought mm-hmm. I've seen two things that were something similar. Like uh, yeah. back before Toy Story three, there was the toy box. Mm-hmm. I bought that. It was a bad Korean ripoff. And it was supposedly brand you have new. To I, read the descriptions. Carefully. I did. I and did. If they cheat you. You file with PayPal and you get your money back. Because yeah. they will. This was like God years ago. Doesn't matter. Was, I because no, I did that, and they said nope. It's too your loss. You, you really? Because nope. I was in college. I know, and I filed disputes a couple of times. I don't say this, this is before we even moved in. That's how far back it well, was. No, I'm talking about. I mean, in college, I'm talking 2002, 2003. I had a couple disputes on. If you, I used to buy a ton of shit on eBay constantly, like all my DVDs and everything. All your Star Trek stuff too. Oh yeah, and I yeah. and I did would occasionally get like a box that I thought was more damaged than the description said or whatever. And anytime I filed a dispute, I always got my money back. Oh, oh no, this was a. Uh, it's not that it was damaged. It right. was. It was. You bought it. No, if the description is is not accurate, you can get your money back. If the description's accurate and you just didn't read it, you're screwed. I just remember the the description is accurate. The problem was that you could, it's a it's a knockoff. Did the description say it was knockoff. No, or did it say official. It did not say a knockoff. It said it was official. Then that description's inaccurate, and you get your money back. I they they refused me. I would like to examine your case further. I feel it bears further investigation. Okay, you can. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they have it up there anymore. I still, probably not. I think I still have the thing. That I threw it away. Like literally, you could tell. Mm. It was made yeah. for like maybe $10 and I uh, paid like 70 for it. And I was like, this is, uh, I don't, I spent like two weeks trying to fight eBay. On yeah. It. I would appeal that shit. Yeah. I just didn't. Well, anyway, that mood killer aside. Sorry. Uh, breaking bad. Yeah. Breaking bad. So, uh, I caught up, I got halfway through season two and that's why I'm, that's where I'm still at sadly. And then but, jumped and watched the last five episodes. Well, no, that was after watching the first three of the last oh, five okay. episodes. And I started going back, and I got through whatever. I'm like, damn it, this is a good show. I really am mad that... Yeah, a little late to the party, dude. Well, I've been I, saying that for years. Again, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, that's one of those, Nick, Nick judged a show, and Nick... Now, I don't think it's one of the greatest shows ever, and this is where my point of contention will be. Matter of mm. fact, I still think Lost is a little bit of a better show. Oh, now in oh. terms of, now in terms you, of, you're sticking me there. I can't... I, I, they're yeah, so I different. Know. I can't rank one higher than the other. I I guess the the feeling that I'm getting from one show, mm-hmm. like I had a whole range of a, of a great emotion. Now, granted, I, this is up up to halfway from what I've seen and also seen the last five. Yeah, I am not getting, and I I sincerely don't think that it's the somebody I read or saw said what this finale lacked was something splashy and unexpected. Whereas we've been trained by shows like Lost and Sopranos to expect something splashy and unexpected. Yeah. Did you read uh, Damon Lindelof's review of the Lost fin- or Breaking Bad finale? Which was really about the Lost finale. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. I enjoyed that. I, 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 I did too. Well, and then I tweeted him and I said, I am one of those people who defends that Lost finale. I love it. I still love it. I, I do too. I loved it when it aired. I, uh, Even my, though I completely the only thing was faked out by the ABC credits. I, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that was really the only problem, and that wasn't his fault. Well, like, no, I remember, like, texting you the next day or something and saying, you know, those credits really whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, you're completely wrong. And then I looked it up, and I was wrong. But yeah. even with that, I still like it. Yeah, I no, I I don't know what it is. It's just that even watching the show thus mm-hmm. far along... Uh, it is a very good story, a very complete story. And matter of fact, I will say they handled some of the payoffs better than Lost did. Mm-hmm. But I think that, and 
I, I, I see what people are saying about that. I don't think that's necessarily it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that for me, the big emotional arc for me, like really at the end of the day, the person that you really give a shit about more than anything, Jesse is Jesse. Right. And I, 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 as a, someone who finds himself to, who feels he is someone of a creative individual, mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent with Vince Gilligan. I like that idea of, you know what? It's up to the viewer's imagination. Does he go pick up Brock? Right. Does he save him? Does he then take Brock and live Does in the wilderness? Does he get wilderness? pulled over for speeding five minutes later and oh, no, tossed right. in jail? And, and Vince Gilligan's right. answer is like the romantic and he says the cops don't catch him and he right. he has a lot of crap to go through, but he he's okay. See, the the one thing that, that I would have the one thing that I would have liked to have seen done differently, but I respect his decision not to do it, was before Jesse takes off from the compound, he the Walt, one of Walt's barrels of cash is sitting there, and he goes and loads up a knapsack. So he's not poor and on the run. But that, I think that's, that would, it yeah. played out more realistically. That would have been almost too neat. Uh, the fact that he played out, and the fact that they left Skylar's ending ambiguous, amb- ambiguous uh, was interesting to me. Like, well, we don't know for sure she got off and she's not going to end up in jail. There were enough signs that. I think she won't spend time behind bars or much time behind bars. Right. But you don't know that for sure. They don't get into that. I, I don't know. I think the, the, the characters I cared more about, I, I mean, from mm-hmm. what I've seen so far in terms yeah. of, cause it's really about what damage Walt does or what happens when you do break right. bad. And that it's the trail that it, you leave in, in your wake. Right. Skylar to me is someone who in a way also broke bad. If they, for, all the characters did at well, one t- point or another. I can't. Now what about the sun though? Well, Junior, that's true. And so, really, the 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 and see, so automatically, there are two characters I'm sympathetic for, which is Walt Junior and Jesse. Um, for very different. And you reasons. know, Walt Junior got his happy ending. Yes, he'll get the money. It'll be good. But Vince Gilligan uh, pointed out something. I uh, did you watch Talking Bad after the show? Of course. Yeah, I, it was someone else pointed out to Vince, or I think it was Jimmy Kimmel pointed out. He's like, yes, but he will never know that it was his true. father that actually did that, and that his is father. True did do something that he, in his mind, thought he was always wanting to do, which was he gave the money to his family, but at the end of the day, it was also really about him, it, yeah, which, which well, I yeah. like that, yeah. It's true, and if Walt Jr. knew that the money came from Walt, he wouldn't accept it anyway. So that wouldn't be the same type of happy ending, you know what I mean? It true. had oh, to no. be. Yeah. It had to be the way it was. Uh, it was a very, very satisfying finale for the character of Walt. It yes. did not necessarily satisfy the supporting characters, and that was my one thing that I would have liked a montage like at the end, but then we couldn't end on Walt's death and the baby blue song, which was perfect for the character. And the show at the end of the day was really about Walt. It wasn't about the oh, uh, other people. No, true. I mean, matter of fact, oh, so I think it's been said many times by everybody involved that Jesse mm-hmm. was an afterthought really. Well, yeah, he was going to be killed off in season one. That was the intention. Was it, wasn't he supposed to be killed off by Tuco? I don't remember, but they recently had um, Aaron Paul on Talking Bad. Did you see where he was ta- talking about Vince Gilligan and said, you know, I was filming like episode one or two and they pu- Vince pulled me aside and said, we were going to fire you or going to kill you off. But, and Chris Hardwick was like, do you understand what that did to him? He's like, I understand your point that you were trying to tell him he did a good job. But from an actor's perspective, after hearing that, every night you go home thinking, they're going to kill me off now. They're going to kill, kill me, me off, off now. now. Yeah. I'm expendable. <laughs> yeah. And they, they just gave me a reprieve of one more episode, you know? Yeah. No, well, that, yeah, that's, that's true. I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Breaking Bad, and I agree with uh, 
uh, I think it was is either Feinberg or Seppen, Seppenwall that said that the best hour of television mm-hmm. from Breaking Bad in general is from Osmandius. That was a great And I, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I feel that is a solid hour of any type of show. Well, as much as I like the finale, the two or three episodes before that were stronger. I, I agree. And and the beginning of this summer season with Hank was really, really strong. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that they really just hit a home run for the whole last. Do you, Now, do you feel that even though the way it played out was well, well done, mm-hmm. do you feel that that the final bad guy in a way that Hank should have been involved in that at some point? No, I I like that. Walt was his own worst enemy, and it while it does seem a little artificial for the Jack's gang to kind of come in late this late in the game, mm-hmm. um, it really wasn't about them. It was about Walt. Right. And I, that's kind of how I see it. The ending should have been about Walt, and having anybody else really stand in his way in any real manner means there's a villain for the final season that's not Walt. And Vince Gilligan said when they after they killed Gus, they sat down and said, "Okay, what kind of villain do we want to create for the end?" And it took them a while, but they realized they don't need a villain. The villain's Walt now, and that's. Well, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, I, I, I don't know. Like I, and I guess that's what's the genius of mm-hmm. how what happened in Osmanius, which is you yeah. know Hank died right, right at the very like the, it, again. It goes to the I, I know you haven't seen it yet, but you've already been spoiled on it. It's like the common sense idea of. Of Boardwalk Empire. And mm-hmm. I, I remember I talked to someone else who very logically was just like, he doesn't watch a lot of TV though. He's like, oh yeah, killing uh, what's his name off. That mm-hmm. was a very, it made sense. I was like, yes, but if you write, if you watch any other type of TV show, right. he is the number two building guy. Yeah. In terms of major cast member, besides Jesse, it would be Hank. I would honestly say. Jesse at- was number two the entire time. Hank's part expanded near the end right and that's what i'm saying i'm like to me i thought hank would go maybe at the beginning of the finale Mm -hmm. or the the end of the penultimate episode it's like i think everybody did right and i think so and that's why it was better to kill him early exactly and so i so again so it's i'm i don't know like there's a part of me that sort of though wants to wish that hank was there and may he died or not well no he's not dead have you seen the funnier die the norris video no, I have okay. not. Well, he did two this season that I've watched. One he released midway through the summer run that was the finale of Breaking Bad saying he was going to spoil it for you. Yeah. And he played all the parts uh, in it. He played Walt, and he played Hank, and he played Vince Gilligan, um, and a couple <laughs> other, and Skyler, I think, and maybe some other people. But basically, Hank stopped Walt because he's a super badass and easily took down Walt. And then he got two big boobed women and he called Marie and Marie said, that's fine, honey. You can sleep with them. You deserve it. You're a hero. And then Hank, you know, won the day completely. And then Vince Gilligan came into Dean Norris's office. Like we can't use this finale or whatever. It like made him feel bad. And it was Hank playing Vince Gilligan. But then, uh, after Hank's death, Dean Norris released a second video online. Yeah. And you start with a shot of the desert, like sand, right? Where he was buried. And all of a sudden you see a hand burst through the ground and Hank climbs out and he turns around and he like kisses the ground and says, I'll get him for you, Gomi. And then he realizes he's trapped in a, a clear dome. <laughs> oh my that was really good and the dome's like about the size of a car it wasn't like a big dome so he was trapped in that one spot in the desert forever oh my okay 
I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, though. I, I really liked Breaking Bad, and I... Yeah. Um, I you, oh, someone... I'm surprised this hasn't been done yet, but I, yeah. I'm surprised that uh, the flashback... Or how does someone say this? And I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I would like to... Matter of fact, I wish they would make a funnier die of it, which would be that uh, when Hank... Or not Hank. When Walt goes into protective custody or uh, away from the guy is that he actually dresses him up the dad, dad from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. I heard that so all summer long. People were talking about that. But today, uh, TV line said, you should pretend Betsy Brandt went into witness protection and now she's Michael J. Fox's wife on... Ooh. Yeah, on Michael J. That's, Fox show. That's actually... They're both really... Actually, I would like to see both, honestly. Yeah, just a total ending where everybody goes into witness protection <laughs> and, <laughs> somewhere, and Hank becomes a sheriff in a dome and... I liked. I liked. Uh, I, liked uh, yeah. I, th- I think there was an outtake posted online. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, it was Instagram. It was the, all the stars' reaction at the at the Talking Dead yep. event uh, that Aaron Paul hosted, mm-hmm. um, and it shows all of them doing their little. Because Instagram does video now. Yeah, yeah, which I think is sort of stupid because that's the whole point against Instagram. But you know, that's Facebook for you because they bought Instagram anyway. Uh, there, there's videos of everyone posting stuff, and the guy who played Badger, his video is just like, hey, wasn't that an amazing finale? I didn't die. I didn't die. I didn't die. I did not die. Yay, I didn't die. Badger lives. Well, he, he went into witness <laughs> protection and went to uh, go find Anna Faris on Mom. But, Which, no, that's a very bad show. No, it's it's not good, but it's not it's not even in the top or bottom four worst new shows made. This okay. season. Okay, what, sitcoms. Are, what, what are you? Well, real quick, before we okay. get to that, we will get to that. But okay. First of all, I love how they naturally, organically worked Skinny Pete and Badger into the finale. Yes. Because I assumed we wouldn't see them, and if we did see them, it would have to be something forced, and instead it was brilliant. Um, and then the second thing is just, I wanted to say that I think Breaking Bad was so much sweeter because Dexter. Another long-running oh popular God, show it was so bad. had their finale, the series finale after what eight seasons the week before, and it was absolutely abysmal. It was the worst series finale I've seen, and I can't even tell you. Wow! It was, and uh, not that Dexter was ever as good as Breaking Bad, but it was a good show. Well, I remember when it first came out, it was instant lightning in a bottle kind yeah. of thing, like it was huge. I remember Breaking was. Bad was a, it's an okay show. It's an okay show. Yep. It's a bold concept, but let's yep. see where it goes. I now. think that's what I said about Breaking Bad. No, right, yeah. yeah. Which is you need to Dexter f- peaked in season three, and it never got back to that. Right, Although this season, bad. this season was really good. It was much better than the last season or two. But the finale the, was weak. The finale was terrible. It was oh god awful. I can't tell you one good thing in the finale. It like everything they did. The stuff with Deb and killing her off weirdly did not work. The stuff with Dexter and Embracing his humanity, which was a whole season-long arc where he wasn't a psychopath anymore, was great. And then they ruined it at the end. And uh, that, yeah. how they ended up with Harrison didn't work. Um, I mean, we never even saw what happened to the officers of Miami Metro. They were that wasn't in, that their little like supporting arcs through the seasons were never tied up. They just. Eh, we don't care. Petered, Jesus, that's horrible. It was. And it's like, okay, I know it's about Dexter, but you started this story arcs with these other characters to give them something meaty in the final season and those arcs. 
You know? Right. You can do it the episode before the end. Just end them. Don't let, like, build up this whole Masuka finds out he's got a daughter relationship throughout the whole season and then not even talk about it in the finale. That That's frustrating. It like, is. Uh, well, and just they ruined the character of Dexter himself. I thought the character was completely ill-handled and did I, not. I'm not going to – this is bad of me. I'm not mm. going to buy it and thus support it, which means it could be canceled by the time I get to it. But um, I have Marvel Unlimited – but it takes six months. But the, Marvel is doing a Dexter comic book series, which is mm. based after the book. But they're using some parts from the TV series. Mm. I would like to read the books. The, I, I heard the them. books are amazing, but it's it's too. a mixture of sort of both, mm. um, and it's approved by the by the author, cool. um, which um, yeah looks good because Marvel has been doing that recently. They've been taking books with the author. Like I know they've done like about half the Stephen King collection. Cool. And doing stuff that so like and they got his input on you know, if you're visually going to do this, what would you like to see? And he's, so him and the artist, I, it's supposedly very good. Um, they've been doing that with a bunch of books. They've, they've done like old classic books too. I think they're trying to get the woman market too, like mm-hmm. uh, little women, yeah. right in prejudice and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That makes me sad about Dexter because I remember seeing that oh, Twitter blow awful. up. Cause there was just like, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, tw- uh, Twitter was also like, so Dexter ended and that was bad. <laughs> it was. Well, <laughs> The explanation, I read an interview with the creator of the show after. Which and the one? Explanation, the creator or the showrunner? Because the creator of the show oh, left after the okay, showrunner. The showrunner who created the ending. Yeah. Who did the ending, wrote the ending, whatever. And I understand their explanation and reasoning for what they did with Dexter. I just don't think it worked. I, I Yeah. Well, the, the guy who created the show, mm-hmm. um, he left after the Trinity Killer. Okay. After, Which uh, was when it peaked. Right. Which was um, the way he wanted to end it before he left the show for whatever reason. He, which he sort of bypassed the question mm-hmm. when Osiello asked him, or it was Osiello or Mitovich. Anyway, um, he just said, "I would have ended it on uh, he fo- catches whoever the, the final bad guy is, mm-hmm. and then uh, it somehow you get you get this strong hint that he will turn himself in in the process, like he's just tired of running." Oh yeah, no, they and didn't. Then, nobody even found out a secret. That wasn't part oh, right. of the and, that, and and then at the very end of it, yeah. uh, you 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 zoom in on his face as you hear the sirens approaching. Yeah, because he's turning himself in, and then uh, you pan out and you realize that Dexter's been on the death table at the prison farm the entire time, and so the entire show was his life flashing oh, before his eyes, cool. and he dies. Now, see, I I felt I've always felt that the show had to end with him getting caught. I, I sort of agree. And that never did nope. happen. Nope. He becomes a lumberjack, <sighs> jumping from tree to tree in the mighty Pacific. And now he's a psychopath again and forgot all about his son and doesn't care about Harrison. And somehow, superhero-like survived a storm that destroyed his boat in the middle of a hurricane that he sailed into. Don't know. Anyway. <sighs> don't even well. get me started. Um yeah. Okay. So you want to talk about what are the worst shows this year? Yeah, let's talk about some of the worst shows. Number one for me, absolute worst new show is Back in the Game. Really, worse than Dad's? Yes, Dad's is second. I'm going to go with Dad's as number one. Dad's is second worst to me. Back wow. in the Game is is worse, and third is Super Fun Night. And here's why: it's not necessarily because it's not funny. Uh, I feel like they set up a situation that could be funny, but it's really not. And Rebel Wilson, instead of fully going with this is just plain funny, is actually a really good actor 
and gives layers to her character, which doesn't work for the tone of the show they're setting. Like the only good part of the premiere. Did you watch the premiere? No, I didn't. Oh, that's tonight. I'm sorry. Tonight okay. it premieres. Well, um, we're recording. Or no, this. it was last night. It was Wednesday. It sorry. was before this episode airs. Okay, it aired. Yes. It already aired. You could have seen it. But anyway. Check your local listings for repeats or Hulu. The pilot got so panned by critics over the summer that they decided to air episode two first, which means there's no setup. It just kind of starts. So you're missing the setup and it's obvious you're missing the setup. But I understand that it was a Hail Mary pass because why put an episode on the air that everybody's been talking about for months was the worst new show and absolutely got awful and horrible. So it was their Hail Mary pass. Um, and I don't even have a huge problem with that because I'm like, okay, the show deserves a fighting chance, whatever. Yes, we don't get to set up the relationships and whatever, but it jumps in. But the only good part in the whole thing was Rebel Wilson's like at a karaoke bar and her, her super fun night in this episode. Uh, each week she's going to go out and like challenge herself outside of her comfort zone and do something risky. Um, and okay. she, so she goes to a piano bar and she's going to sing. And her nemesis, who's the biggest stereotype bitch, whatever, shows up unexpectedly and, like, bursts on the stage and does, like, an overdramatic singing whatever. And right when she's about to go on. And this poor Rebel Wilson character has this awful stage fright, doesn't even want to get up at all, like, takes a lot of courage to get her to the stage, and then that lady goes right before her. And she just breaks down, and you're feeling so bad for her. And then she finds the strength to get up and sing anyway. And you're like... I can get behind this character. But then while she's singing, bitch girl jumps up too and makes it a duet and they get really goofy and it's awful. And I'm like, this whole show's not funny, but clearly rebel Wilson can do a character that can connect with people. You just got to yeah. let her do it and stop trying to fit it into this other thing. I didn't even bother me. She didn't have a British accent. That completely was fine. I, I read a, a few reviews on it too, where even mm. the second episode was getting just panned horribly. And it got decent ratings last night, believe it or not. And they were saying that uh, the problem with the show is that it's it's sort of I think it's co-created or it's produced by her, mm-hmm. starring her. She's one of the writers on the show mm-hmm. as a vehicle for her, but the vehicle doesn't really suit her well. No, it doesn't. And that's what I think. That's what a lot of the people are saying is more the crime is that. We know she's really good. Right. Pitch Perfect and all these other movies she's been in, even in side Bridesmaids, roles. Yeah. Bridesmaids. She's really good, but yet she's sort of, she's sort of wasting, she, like, the whole show in itself is a Hail Mary pass as a vehicle for her, and it's just not. Well, they just won, they put her on the air, and they took the first thing, I they, guess, and they could, sad. and that sucks. So that's three. she deserves what's the, better. What's the fourth? Okay, well, I want to say honorable mention for a terrible pilot, even though the show's going to be great, is the originals. And the reason the pilot's terrible... What's the originals? I've not It's the spinoff of The Vampire Diaries. Quit rolling your eyes. Uh, It's got a bunch of the characters from The Vampire Diaries. Not just one or two. It's got, like, four main characters. Um, Because the last, like, three seasons, the original vampires have been part of The Vampire Diaries story. Mm -hmm. The original family. And there's three of them that are still alive. They've killed two of the siblings. But they moved to New Orleans, and Morgan and I joke it's... Treme Vampire Diary style. <laughs> but uh, she likes to name everything styles, like Scandals, Grey's Anatomy, political style. and Off the map was Grey's Anatomy, South American style. And Chicago Fires, Grey's Anatomy, Fireman style. Anyway. So pretty much everything is Grey's Anatomy style. Well, anything that's somewhat like Grey's Anatomy, she calls whatever. So anyway. Anyway. Um, the originals 
if you just watch the original pilot or are not a fan of the Vampire Diaries, it's a really solid, great episode, and it's going to get you into the series. What pisses me off is last spring they were considering doing this, and to test the waters, they did a backdoor pilot episode within the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, episode twenty of the season of twenty three episodes was called the Originals. And Klaus went to New Orleans and interacted with the people there. And Mo- Elena and Damon and Stefan, the main characters, were only in a few minutes of the episode. It was mostly set in New Orleans and whatever was going on. So I pop in the pilot disc that CW sent me, ready to watch it. It's almost the exact same episode. They reuse- I'd say 70% of it is reused footage from the episode of Vampire Diaries that already aired. And they, they're trying to spin it. I was reading an article like, yes, but it's from Elijah's perspective because Elijah, one of the other originals, was barely in that episode and he figures prominently. But they're reusing a lot of the scenes. Some of them are extended versions of the scenes and the ending is a twist on a scene you'd seen before making it mean something totally different. Mm-hmm. But most of the episode is just reused footage. And I understand that means that it's completely accessible for the new viewer that would like to jump in and they don't have to have the backstory that you would if you continue from where you already started. Yeah. But it's really frustrating because most of the people that are going to tune in have already seen it. They're going to be Vampire Diaries fans. In fact, even though it's not going to air on the same night as the Vampire Diaries, it premieres tonight after the Vampire Diaries and it moves to its normal night next week. So you're just mad that they're seeing something that people are, they're, they're just pretty much repack, repackaging the same shit in a different can. Yeah, that pisses me off that they're that lazy or whatever, that they couldn't give us something new. They just basically reused a lot of the same scenes. I will, okay, I've not seen either of those shit. Well, I, I, I will tell you right now, I'm not going to watch the originals. That's I, fine. I just refuse. I, as a matter of fact, the only thing on, on, in CW mm-hmm. that I have any interest in wanting to watch is Arrow. Yeah, I actually, after reviewing the pilot, which I loved, for whatever reason, I got busy and I wasn't watching any new shows in the fall to see what got canceled first. So I knew, so I didn't waste my time. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just got really busy last year and I had not watched any of Arrow at all. <laughs> and so last night I rewatched the pilot and watched the next three episodes and I'm trying to marathon it this week before it comes back next week for season two. Nice. Uh, it's a good show. It's, it's very, I enjoy it a lot, but. I don't know. I, I guess I really enjoy the Vampire Diaries, though. So that's my, my my problem. Though is I have I just have an instant bias with some networks and their mm. shows. And CW was one of those like <laughs> no, like I've borrowed Vampire Diaries from yeah. someone, and I got like maybe I'm I, I finally this is after purposely trying mm-hmm. to watch it after every like you and them. Have, yeah, I, I it's like murder for me. It's just it's just not for me at all. Well, to be honest, as much as I love Vampire Diaries. I had also only watched one episode of that until a week ago, and I marathoned that last week. Ugh. Which is probably what made the original so bad, because I had just watched that episode the day before. Oh, uh, fair enough. But it was so fresh that I was like, this is the same so fresh shit. and so clean. Uh, yeah. See, like- and I have still have not watched Nikita at all last season yet. It's sitting on my TiVo, and I'm going to marathon that next week. Because they're only doing like a six... Like, I, I know, and they're the only show. doing like a very short final season, so I'm going to marathon it. Oh, man. And... Um, Carrie Diaries, I watched two episodes of. That's sitting on my TiVo. And Heart of Dixie, I deleted to make space, but I just got season two to review on DVD, so I'm going to marathon that. That was one of the shows that I really liked a lot. That was the mm-hmm. only show from CW I, I got yeah. into, and that um, I, I just had a... Yeah, all the CW shows, for whatever reason, those were the ones I let sit. Although I do still have 12 episodes of Chicago Fire left as well. That's NBC, though. That's I know. That's, what I'm saying. That's the one show not on CW oh. I let sit. Gotcha. I gotcha. I don't know. I, I, 
I don't know. I, th- that show, like, I remember I watched the pilot. I was like, eh, I don't want to watch this. this Which one? Chicago Fire. Grey's Anatomy Fireman style? Yeah, this show is not for me. Yeah, it's, it's very not. dry. We watched a bunch of it. it was on vacation with my brothers this summer, mm-hmm. and that's how I watched the first half of the season. And it, w- it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. It's soapy drama. Yeah. See, I don't know. It got good ratings. Well, it, it, And it's getting a spinoff mid-season. Geez. Chicago PD. It, <laughs> I know you're not lying. I just, I'm not I, lying. I know. That's I, know. That's what I, I know. That's why I find it just to be... That is the best title since Sharknado 2, the second one, or whatever it's called. Oh my, the Sharkening. That's what no, I no, it's it. no. Seriously, they released the title, and I'm pretty sure it's Sharknado 2, the second one. No, right. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, I would have called it shark- the Sharkening. That would have been better. It would have been better than the second one. Hmm. Okay. Well, we have three other shows in particular. We want to really. Go on. Yeah, go Three on. Three new shows this fall. Three all new shows, and uh, well, new let's start on this with side of the pond. let's start with the one that that you I have never fucking heard of until you brought it up to me. It was like, a British show. It's a British show. It's on That's something called Aaron Ovation, which we don't. None of our cable providers get around. I didn't here. even know it's a fucking network until you brought it up. To, I'm I'm not kidding. Like I had no idea what it was. I'm like, what the fuck's Ovation? And you're like, it's the show with John Hamm and Daniel Radcliffe. I'm like. What are you talking about? Well, and the only reason I even was aware of it is the newspaper covered it. Radcliffe was on Colbert last week, and Entertainment Weekly had it as one of the top ten things to like pay attention to this week. Uh, when you came in, I was very glib about it. It's not a bet. I I actually enjoyed it. I just didn't know where the fuck it was going. And so, in terms of Grant, like when I watch a show nine times out of ten, I look at the the bigger picture of things, and I'm like, to me, it felt like a doctor version of Bored to Death. Very dark, sort of weird. It's its own. It's its it's its own type of show. Sort of, it's like hyper realistic, but it's not mm-hmm. set in its own rule system. It's hyper realistic because I think Border Death is sort of the same too. It, it's like a snarky, witty version, but instead of writing in weird detective shit in New York, it's. Fucking- see, I don't, I didn't see any similarity at all between those shows, but I get the point you're making. No, right? Like, they're completely different they're tones different and whatever. Tone. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like, but I show, get what you're. I get what you're saying. In terms of like, if you watch Border Death, it is not like any show on television. Right, not really at all. Right. Like there's 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 tropes that it follows, but nine times out of ten, it takes those tropes and flips it on its head. And while I'm watching this show, like I have no, it's the same thing. Like I, the, it, there's some tropes in there. They don't really follow through on all of them. Like bored to mm. death. It's not at all the same show. You're right. What I'm saying about that, mm. but I'm talking about it's just a very different show. I've not you you've not really seen. Yeah, in that form, and it has great talent. Like. John Hamm and Daniel Radcliffe. Playing the same character. Playing the same character. Sort of. Sort of, right. And yeah. I, I like that. And I also like, too, that uh, they set up a sort of a mystery of what the hell's going. I read a yeah. review saying that he's apparently on drug. He has an addiction of some sort. That would make sense, because I know one of the short stories is about that. Uh, it's based on a series of Russian short stories. And it is told kind of in flashback. We see John Hamm at the end, and that's the only dramatic part of the episode. Before that, it's a comedy. Right, but there's something like we don't know what's going on, but he's definitely in trouble. There's something dangerous going on, right, at the end of the episode. But basically, the whole thing is Daniel Radcliffe goes to just graduates from medical school in Moscow, Moscow, Mos- Moscow. Mos- I, Moscow. We're both saying it wrong. Moscow. 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 Anyway, boards a train, goes out to the fucking boonies in the middle of the snow and ice in Russia, and is going to run this tiny hospital. Who 
What's the guy's name we used to run it? Leopold Leopoldits or something? Yeah, Leopold Leopold Poldini or whatever. I no, don't know. It's not Poldini, that's Italian. Leopold Witz? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. anyway, is Polvich, this Polvich. Is this uh like everybody the Loves three him. other people on staff worship him. There's a giant portrait of him. There's like three. Everything's like held up to him. He has a massive library, right. which is really it was really, oh, he's it like is. this book collection was owned and vastly uh, uh mm. curated by Leopold Leopoldovich. And everything in the hospital he did or created or built or whatever. Like, this is an amazing collection of black of black liquid. What and is they this? all give him bad luck. They all give him bad luck. He's like, uh well yes, it's uh syphilis. He's like, uh, yes, but he collected a lot of it. He's like and they all just give him this dirty look. It's like, cause yeah. I, I don't know. It's like he, it's like they took him making fun of Leopold Leopoldovich or whatever for collecting that much black sand. But, right. but the dude, I don't know. It was hysterical. But here's the other thing that, that you're not mentioning mm. yet is that even though, cause it, it, what happens is the, the show is bookends with John Hamm. Right. But so uh, here's Daniel Radcliffe trying very hard to do his first day. Right. All odds are against him. He's, Terrible fish out of water. Nobody in the staff wants him there. They wish the guy, other guy was still alive. But he does have some help. with By John Hamm. Who is the older version of himself, who he hallucinates, I guess, because nobody well, else can see him. It's, well, no, it's not really that. Well, it's sort of that. Because what it really is is that he's finding the notebook that right. he wrote, and he's reading it. and then he's A young also, doctor's notebook. That's the name of the show. Which, I don't think we've said it yet. No, we, yeah. Well, good point. We've not... <laughs> Ovation's Young Doctor's Notebook. It's actually uh, a Sky Arts young, a young Doctor's Notebook that Ovation is re-airing. He, and Sky Arts did renew it for a second four episodes that are airing in Britain in December. So He is sort of remembering by mm, reading the, the diary. Right. And what's probably really happening is he's interjecting, which is what happens when you read, like if you find yeah. your old journals or writings, is that you interject your new thoughts onto that. And so it's like, what if a breaking the third, the fourth wall, I would say, honestly, which is the fifth wall, it's the fifth wall, which <laughs> is you're replaying a memory, but then you intercept the memory right. and then, then you're sort of creating a new thing that's going on, mm-hmm. but it's still sort of following the timeline. Well, and it's not like John Hamm just stands in his ear and whispers. He actually like affects things. He does. Yes, he does. I mean, and things he says He's a dick too. And He's like, a dick he'll to grab a-, a book out of his hand and eat a page and, and something that someone down. else pointed this out when I was trying to look up stuff for it, which is uh, the height difference between Daniel Radcliffe I know. and whatever. And they, they say, because there's the whole book, he, he takes a book away from him and he just holds it up really high. And John Hammond is so nasty. He's like, I'm not going to jump for that book because I have dignity. And he's just <laughs> there. And he just holds the book up, just not even you know, flinching. And he just and then finally Dan Radcliffe's like, jumps. give me the book! <laughs> and just jumps for it. It's hysterical. But I, but even me in the back of my head, like before I read that, I was like, no, not the same size at all. Like, no, the highest sizes. And of course, yeah. the review I read though was like, you know, it makes it's okay though because he can grow into the doctor he's going to become. Well, yeah, you rem- like, like you said, it's a memory. He's going to remember his young experience. He's going to remember him being he smaller, feels smaller, right? Yeah. But it's <laughs> I love. I, I don't complain about either of their performances. It's fantastic. oh god, no, I love fantastic. Yeah. And the supporting cast, um, there's Adam Godley. Yes, who's the was, Felcher or whatever, who was in suits. Um, I was trying to think of what he did wrong when he was pulling that guy's tooth. He pulled out part of the jawbone. Oh. He pulled out two teeth and part of the jawbone. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah. When, when I finally awful. saw it at the end. It was awful. It was awful. Because first I was like, there's no way. Because I thought yeah. they were doing the joke. Have you ever seen The Evil Dead 2? No. 
I thought he was going to pull the wrong tooth. Okay, in Evil Dead 2, the whole point is that it's mm-hmm. kind of like the, in Walking Dead, I, either a zombie bites Bruce Campbell's hand. This is mm-hmm. young, slim Bruce Campbell, but yeah. still has the chin. Of course. His, his hand either gets possessed or it gets bit. And so he realizes the only way to stop it from his whole body from being infected is he mm-hmm. takes a knife and he chops it off and he cauterizes. Well, then the hand becomes like the thing from the atmosphere, uh-huh. which is it comes to life and it tries to choke him. And so technically it's him going, oh, yeah. oh, he's choking himself. It's sort of funny, very physical comedy. And then he picks up a, a, the boomstick, the shotgun, and he tries to fire it at the hand. It hits a, a, a hole in the wall. It climbs in the hole, and he can hear it scuttering throughout the house. And so then he realizes he has it trapped between one wall, and so he fires at it, fires at it, he keeps missing, and finally he realizes there's only one spot it could be. He fires, and you can hear it go, and he hits it. But the wall starts shaking, and all of a sudden, and of course, uh, Sam Raimi puts the, the, the camera, like a, like a POV of the, of the hand like mm-hmm. in the wall, and right as Bruce gets up, right up close to it, green goop, just like a fire hose, Shits him in the face. Kind of like what happened when he pulled the tooth out. It was just like oh, blood. blood everywhere. And I'm going like, oh, 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 over dramatic yeah. use of blood. Because <laughs> it just kept like coming yeah. out. I'm going like, oh my God. Yep. It was over. I, yeah, it but was, it was the high reality funny. bit. It was cartoonish. Right. I love I, I But in it. the it best was, way yeah. possible. Not cartoonish as an insult. Cartoonish no, yes. as in it added to the story. It really did. But I, I, I did enjoy it. Bit like, I just didn't yeah. know how to feel from the show. And that's why I was a little mm, yeah. hesitant at first. I do want to see the other three episodes. Right. It, yeah, you're right. It is kind of like bored to death in that way, or like Wilford in that way. Yes. I was, Wilford is sort of the same. Yes. Uh, that's actually another thing. You hear the news about Wilford? You got canceled? They're getting a final season. They're getting another 10 episodes, but yeah, those will be the last 10 episodes. I'm honestly sort of okay with that. I, yeah. Because l- I didn't, I, I'd be pissed if they just canceled it, but if they're going to give us a fourth season of 10 episodes, I'm cool. I, you know, I, when I watched the season premiere of this last season, mm-hmm. I really, um, it was one of those shows where I was like, okay, I'm done. I really enjoyed this season. It's in terms of watching it, like right when it airs or watching it, like it's one of those ones where I'm going to let it build up and I'll just watch whenever I watch it. Did you watch the summer's run? Nope. Oh, I really liked the summer's run. People have said that the stuff with the father was really good. Surprisingly good. And I don't know, but I just, I'm just getting tired because Wilford's one of those shows where I know it has its own thing, Mm -hmm. but you and I have discussed this before. You need to come right out and be what you're going to be. And I know that the point with Wilford is we were in the two different camps. You watch it. For the funny parts, I watch it for the mythology. Uh, well, yes and no. I, I want I want it to stick to we're going to be mm-hmm. myth- mythology based with some comedy or funny with you know we little make fun with little, with little mythology. And they tend to go back and forth, right? And that show. pisses me off because it's like the writers even don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I know the whole joke is, and I've said this in my review. It's like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the the biggest prank will probably be that both of us on either camp fell for the joke, which is. The whole show is written by Wilfred. It's kind of like the I old duck and muck it cart. No, it's not, but that's why oh, I'm yeah. saying that's what it feels like, and that's what frustrates me is uh, that the writers are just like, we're really just sort of doing this, stringing you along. For those who think it's funny with some mythology or if it's mythology with some funny, you you both lose. And that's what mm-hmm. makes me mad is that's how it feels. This episode was much more mythology heavy. Okay. Or this season, I mean. Because I still, yeah, and I, I still have them uh, taped, mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch you them. You should. But- but that just that just irked me a little bit because I really mm. like the show. I like the premise of the show. Yeah, and I love Jason Gunn and I love uh, Elijah Wood and yep. Anna Anna Gov. Anna, who's the girl who played who plays the next door neighbor? I know she Fiona Gubbelman. 
Fiona, uh, okay, I got the G part right. <laughs> Anna Gov. <laughs> Anna Gubbleman. Fiona. She Gub- no- Fiona Gubbleman. Not God Anna. Damn, God damn, boy. <laughs> There's no Anna I anywhere. don't know why the fuck I called her I Anna. I don't know either. I was- well, Fiona Gubbleman, I apologize, and this <laughs> one's for you. Play it, Sal. No, uh... That's that just and Chris Klein's great in it. Yeah, Chris Klein. He he's in this season quite a bit. Well, I do like him a lot, and yeah. I like that they they put the they kept them together. Well, this At season least. there was a lot of discussion or back and forth on is Ryan really doing the things he thinks Wilford's doing? Like if Wilford creates a book or something or a card or whatever, is Ryan? the one doing it and just not realizing it or is, I mean, it really gets into the point where things Wilford creates are interacted with by other characters. And then you start to wonder how exactly they're generated. And I don't know. I that's okay. 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 You got me. And they did a lot of the family stuff too, with the dad and the mom and um, Mary came back and everything. Oh yeah. And, Uh, and then her, and then, uh, no, because she died, remember? Oh, that's right. She died the, the dad actually has planted video cameras in Ryan's house and sees Wilford talking to a dog like it's a person. And that gets blown up and Wait, becomes he sees, knowledge. Uh, he sees Ryan talking to the dog, not Wilford. Sorry, yes. Okay. Ryan's dad sees Ryan talking to what looks to Ryan's dad to be just a normal dog. But he sees that Ryan's treating it like it's a person. And so he knows this. And Ryan's dad feels guilty for locking Ryan's mother up. So he wants to try to help Ryan another way because he really does want a relationship with him. And it gets complicated, let's just say. Okay. And I wasn't completely satisfied with the 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 season's ending of the father story, but I think it's gonna I think that'll play in the next season some too. Okay. And it was James Remar, who was Dexter's dad. Right, yeah, he plays Harry. Yeah. Um, so the other two shows... The two new shows that yeah. you enjoy a lot? Well, mm, what? Uh, oh. I would not say I enjoy The Blacklist, sir. Oh, okay. I do not say I enjoy The Blacklist at all. I would not, could not on a bar. I could not, would not. Really? When you bar. told me to watch the second episode so we could talk about it, well, I thought it you was were going to say you one, really liked it. No, no, it was just one of those It's getting ones. huge ratings. It's considered a hit. It, it's one of those ones where if we're going to watch it, because yeah. I'm a firm believer, which is thanks to you, I, I, if I watch a pilot and I don't care for it, yeah. I, my first instinct is I'm, not gonna, I'm done. But you've always said watch a few more episodes yeah, and at least give, give, give it a good shot. At least two. And so, uh, unless we, it's back in the game or Emily's reasons oh, why oh, not, Jesus. or those extreme yeah, 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 levels, yeah, yeah. very bad. Yeah. Uh, the blacklist, though, I okay. Let's be honest. The best thing, the only good thing for the show, in my opinion, is is Spader. Spader's awesome. Spader is Spader's awesome in everything. Yes, even in bad shit, he's fantastic. And this part he's playing is great shit for him. Oh no, the yes, character totally. My problem is, is that the rest of the show sucks. Yes. Okay. And also, agree. And, <laughs> and, and and I and th- I agree with you on this too, which is if <sighs> these are my thoughts on general mm-hmm. procedures, because this is what it really is. It's a procedural show. Unfortunately, yes. yeah, it's a crime of the week procedural, and um, like the show numbers. I've always said I love that show a lot, and at the end of the day, though, it is really a procedural. It's all it is, but the problem is, is that they always bookend each episode with enough stuff with the characters in the family unit that it's kind of like why people watch NCIS. They don't watch it for the crime. They really like the characters so much. I think a lot of people watch it for to 
it's standalone. They can just watch it and forget it. Right. And, but the, and they, they, and they've probably been with the characters for some They can long. attach to the characters, but they're not watching for the character development. They're watching for the, uh, I don't know. Like Ziva left and that was a huge thing. My dad will just sit and watch marathons of that completely out of order with no continuity. He's not watching it for the relationships. He's, he just enjoys these people and watch likes watching them solve this crime this hour. And then the next hour they restart. He doesn't have to worry about missing episodes. Oh, see, my dad, my dad watches tons of my dad loves on, on NCIS, NCIS now, oh. but he loves the storylines. He likes the develop the, the development, but he openly admits that there's it's like sometimes bar none. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's barely any here or there. And I I think that that so I understand that, but like person of interest. That's a high concept show married with a procedure, married with excellent actors. Mm-hmm. At some point, the procedure is going to kick in a little bit more. And sometimes it does and it doesn't. It, it sort of wavers. So sometimes mm-hmm. like the whole entire first season ties into a, 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 a big bad. Yeah. And you realize that all the, the, these little one-off crimes are actually part of a massive drug, you know, mm-hmm. crime kingpin ring. And the computer sort of caught on to it, but because the computer only gives social security numbers, it just can't say, uh, hey, Ben and Jesus, this is what's going on. You only program me to say, here's a social, here's a social, here's a social, and it all ties into the bigger picture. And in season two, it starts to break down a little bit more where there's a crime of the week that has nothing to do with anything. Then it goes back to storyline, storyline, crime of the week, storyline, story. I digress. The Breck, Black, the, the Blacklist, the Blacklist, Black yeah, the Blacklist is one of those shows that it just feels like, it's every week he just gives a number, and you're really, you're. It's just how can we have James Spader choose scenery this week? Well, and that my problem me. isn't James Spader's character, who is fantastic. Oh no, no, he yes, needs, I need a. Yeah, he needs. There needs to be something else than Spader, right? And the other characters are also lame in one note. Even the like leading girl that they've put opposite him, she you, holds her own with. No, him. she doesn't. She is. I just think completely uninteresting perfor- and boring. Performance wise, she performance wise, she's fine, but her character has no substance. To but there's her. a difference between I think her and the character she plays in terms of. Okay. I, I think that she's giving horrible shit to to. to uh, it could very well be the material. The problem is if you're going to create this character like James Spader, you have to have a balance to it. Like white collars, Neil has yes. Peter, yeah. or you know, like. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, or not Sleepy Hollow, although uh, that's a great show too, just picked up for a second season, yes. but um, like Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham, they balance each other out. There's opposing forces. Dexter always had a villain that was an opposing force to balance him in some yes. way. James Spader has nothing to balance him. He walks all over everybody else. You know, the, he allows himself to be captured and then he walks out of custody constantly and they can't do anything about it. And there's no, nothing to rein him in or keep him in check at all. Yes. And that really bothers me. And the only. And they keep letting him go back out in public. Even though their bosses are like, we can't offer him any deal in exchange for anything. He's going to stay our prisoner. But then they let him go back out in public where he can just wander away again. The, uh. Stupid! The thing that, that really irked me too was the only interesting bit of drama that they sort of cultivated, mm-hmm. they instantly ruined in the pilot. Which was, um, or it got me to the point where, and I understand, like, look, we all live in a post-Lost world. Yes. And what I mean by that is Lost was so good and also so bad at what it did that shows like Heroes, Heroes is a good example of trying to do what Lost did and then failed because Mm -hmm. they interpreted that Lost listened to the fans and listened nothing but the fans and then 
insane flights of fancy. Forget the story. Just do whatever the fuck you want to do, which in Tim, Tim Crane's case is very bad. So you got to stick with what you want to do with the story. And I hate to say this. If Tim Crane wanted to kill off all the characters, he should have killed off all the characters, yeah. not keep some characters alive for the fans. Or if he was going to do that, then just go, that's what I've done for the fans. Now I'm going to do the story I want to do. Right. Not... And uh, lost it was they stuck to their guns about the story they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. They took some fan input, and that was it. Uh, where was I going with this? I don't know where I was going with it. The uh, point, well, getting back to Blacklist, my, my, there was a reason why I brought that up. Oh, post-Lost World, which is, this is why I was talking about mm-hmm. this. We are constantly also trying to do the whole thing, which is a lot of things that fans get mad at TV shows is mm-hmm. they like stories from week to week carried over to a long arc into Mm -hmm. a series long arc. They like that. If it's some do, well, some Some do, some do. I I think a lot of people do, but it has to be done well. And the problem with Lost is that a lot of people got bogged down with lost. I like, dude, I love the show a great deal, but people felt that they weren't getting answers. There were a lot of people who couldn't watch it week to week that went back and watched it, Netflix or DVDs and enjoyed it more. Yeah, but there are some people who've done that still, and they still gave up by the end of season three saying they didn't answer the questions. And I'm like, watch the end of the show. They answered every they, question that was important. They, I understand that, but these are these are idiots who are right. saying that they didn't answer the fucking polar bear question. Yeah. And they never come around and say, but I, again, that's beside the point. The point is, all TV shows live up to that standard in a mm-hmm. post-loss environment, which is, are we giving questions? Are we giving up in a timely manner? And are we answering them in a timely manner? That's the big thing that everyone does. Revolution's big thing is that oh, uh, it's because it's by J.J. Uh, Abrams, which I no, don't it's like. not. It's produced by J.J. Abrams. He might be. S- it's produced by J.J. Abrams. Are you sure? I'm very sure it's J.J. Abrams produced. He certainly didn't create it. It's not very good. It's not created by I mean, him. It's, not, it's part of his mystery box. It's not box. terrible. It's just not. No, right. It's pr- I'm not kidding. It's produced by J.J. Abrams, and the pi- it's also produced by John Favreau, who directed the pilot. The problem with this thing is that Revolution is a good example of them, JJ trying to learn from his mistakes. So I remember that he did this big thing, which is, well, we'll, we'll keep asking questions, but we'll also answer those questions within like at least five episodes. And I'm going, really? What if the question shouldn't be answered that soon? What if you don't want to serve the answer that soon besides the overall arcing answer? Which is my problem with the blacklist. The pilot episode, Spader gives at the time, I think is a throwaway line but it's one that's fucking awesome, which is, oh, so what do you know as a producer on 21 episodes? You're right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Eric Kripke is the creator, but you're right. He is a yeah. producer. Well, he got it made practically. JJ Abrams is like the Steven Spielberg of television. You come to him with a project. He produces it. AKA he gets it made and he walks away and then he does press for it. If you, if you need him to, mm. which is what, Spiel- you know, that's what Spielberg does. That's how yeah. fucking transformers. Got I just made. feel bad that that's associated with JJ. Cause he's better than that. Well, yeah, but Aaron Kripke has worked on supernatural. The, okay. the blacklist does this thing where Spader makes a line about, about the husband. It's a mm-hmm. throwaway line. You right. think and, and in your mind though, at least to me, I was like, Oh, interesting. The husband might be tied to it or is he fucking fucking with her? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she finds the stash of passports proving I'm more like, no, too soon, too soon. I don't give a shit anymore about what's going on there. That's what I was. That's why I got well, mad the, about the development with that arc in season or in episode two, where she's just like, well, I'm not going to look into it or care that much anymore. It's just it's stupid. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Like that, that whole little bit of thing took, mm-hmm. we should have taken like five to like, or half the season to really do in, in my opinion. And that's what I got mad. And 
my girlfriend really likes the show. And so I'm going like, well, and she's like, well, why don't you like the show? And I told her, she's like, well, I think it's fantastic. I'm like, well, you can, that's your opinion. And I, uh, other people like it too. It's just, Oh yeah. It's again, great ratings. I just, they, they need to, they need to not answer too many questions too quickly. And they need to give Spader someone to go against yep. because it, right now it just all feels like, mm-hmm. Oh, like the, the f- person, the pilot that they caught is the, this person who's been, the worst terrorist since like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and they catch him. Yep. No. These completely inept, ridiculous people catch him because they have James Spader. If it wasn't for James Spader, they probably won't even know this guy now, was a bad Now, guy. if they would go further and see this, this is just where- like the, the villain in episode two tricked everybody except James Spader. Spader. Yeah, I know. It was like, but the thing, the thing that makes me also a little, you know what too, the secret is? What? Here's the twist ending. James Spader's God. He's omnipotent. He knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does act like God. He, you know, have you caught a trend that he always plays characters that are like fucking badass balls to the wall? Like, <laughs> like in the office, he just goes, I'm going to have this job. And I he loved him in the, the office. Job. I love yeah, Robert them. California. And I absolutely love Boston legal. So oh, no, right. The, the other thing though, that I, I, I I'm surprised I didn't see any people really catch on this in, in any other reviews because they were sort of what we've been talking about, which is uh, they do not um, point out that the obvious twist would be uh, – well, first off, there's two. Reddington is, is her dad. Mm-hmm. That's a – I me, assumed. I assume that too, and that, that's the other thing that's really frustrating. You know that, what would be great is if we're wrong, but we're not going to be. We're not going to be wrong. <laughs> And the other thing that I, I really that, – that I think is more interesting though because that to me is it's sort of a give me. Like you said, it's like, oh, it's her, it's her dad. That's why he's so interested in her. Halfway through the first episode, you get that. Right. And that's with him barely saying anything about it. It's and just, that's just so poorly written. Right. And the other thing though, the other twist though is that uh, why not somehow that he got this deep in so he could truly – help the FBI do what he went to do when he was the blower, but he realized he had to become the villain to become the good guy. Now, granted, that's a not a great leap of whatever, but that's way better than what they're doing now. Or That would be a better twist than just, you know, I'm God and I know everything because, well, I'm James Spader and I am God. I and think he should just be God. That would, you know what? That would maybe, at least make it make sense. Maybe he's behind the Twitter of God, the tweets of God uh, uh, on Twitter. I love that thing, by the way. Have yeah. you read that? A few of them. Oh, they crack me up. What's the, I, I quoted it the other day. I wasn't on, uh, I don't think I put it on Facebook, which like, uh, by the way, uh, apologies. There is a problem with the universe iOS 7 update. Uh, yeah. It'll be raining methane for a few days, uh, but it'll, it'll clear up after that. And I'm like, good, good job, God. Way to be. Before, the last one. before oh, we yes. talk about that one real quick, I want to throw yeah. another show that did an awesome season premiere. And I know it's one you didn't watch, but it was really fantastic. No, uh, the Vampire Diaries, I did no, not see that. I wasn't going to say The Vampire Diaries. Say Once Upon a Time. Oh. No, they brought it. The premiere this year was spot on. They've taken the cast and they put them in Neverland, which is this really dark, dangerous place. And Peter Pan is a terrible, terrible person whose shadow will rip your shadow out and kill you. Um, it's not Neverland is really dark and the actor they cast as Peter Pan is fantastic. They got the perfect boy to play him and Captain Hook's already been a main character in the show for a bit and they were doing nice things with him. There were good bits for all the main characters. The mermaids were evil and had a great 
scene. We're not going to get Ariel till episode six, but we've been promised she's not evil like these other mermaids we've seen. You can't make Ariel evil. No, Ariel and Prince Eric are going to join in season six. And they brought back Mulan and Sleeping Beauty and Prince Philip that were in the first half oh of last season, and then we didn't see them again. And their re- last season, when they had them, two of the main characters were trapped with them in the yeah. Enchanted Forest, and they weren't in Storybrooke, so it felt very odd and disjointed. Yeah. Whereas this season, they're working them in in a very natural way, Organic along with way. Robin Hood, right. who they have recast, because he was in one episode last season, but they can't get that actor back, and they want to use him a lot this year. Um, and it's the guy who played Krogman Dune is Robin Hood, and he's fantastic. And uh, they've got just, it's all working out so flipping well and coming together in the most natural way you could want it to. Uh, the only thing I think in the back of my head is it's a much poorer version of Kingdom Hearts. I don't, I don't think that's true. Oh, and the great really? line. You don't think great, that's true. I haven't. Uh, my not- Kingdom Hearts experience is extremely limited, but mm-hmm. my one of my favorite lines in the premiere though was Neil Balfire was talking to Mulan. He's like, "Yeah, they made a." She's like, "Oh, so he's trying to explain to her that the fairy tale characters in the real world are seen as fairy tales, as these like myths we tell our children." And he's like, "Yeah, they even made a movie about you. It was it was pretty good." And she's like, "What's a movie?" <laughs> I I just I do not like that show. I don't like oh, anything it's to do so it good. Because and now that I'm playing Kingdom Hearts, it just yeah. further pisses me off that literally that's all they're doing is they're doing their own fucked up version of Kingdom Hearts, but for TV. And the first season after the uh, the beginning of the first season sucked. Then it got pretty good. Season two was a little bit more even and a little bit better. Season three, granted, I've only seen one episode. I haven't watched the second one yet, but right. it was awesome. So I think I have high hopes for it. Well, that wasn't the back-end pilot to Once Upon a Time in Neverland, was it? No, Once Upon a Time in Neverland, they've only released a 20-minute version of. Was it Wonderland or is it Neverland? No, the new show is going to be called Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. It's sort of a spinoff, but it's designed as a miniseries. The idea was Once Upon a Time, they realized, suffered last year because it's a very serial story. And there were all these rerun weeks and long break in the winter. Right, and I know that's why ABC's doing their thing. And so, you know, with Grey's and Scandal and a bunch of other shows, they're going to do two half seasons. But the idea was Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was going to fill between the two half seasons. So there was a seamless September through May Once Upon a Time story without a break, other than like a holiday or something. And then they decided Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was so good, they were going to just put it on the fall anyway. And it hasn't premiered yet, but it's going to premiere soon. And they haven't released the full pilot to critics, but they released the 20 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And it's good. I enjoyed it a lot. John Lithgow is voicing the White Rabbit. Oh, uh, this is me off. Why? Because I don't feel the show deserves that talent. And, and they brought in Saeed from Lost to play... Oh, he's not uh, playing the character. guy. He's not playing the guy from Sinbad where he gets no. mad for well, Sinbad was stupid. No, I, I know watched it was. one episode. I know, but you're you're description. He's like uh, he's like maybe we should just uh, go rob and plunder stuff because we sort of got revenge. No, I will kill him. I will kill him all. And I'm like, I know. Well, what? What? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Now why? Wonderland's tying in uh, the Aladdin myth as part of its first season. Okay. So that like Alice is in love with the genie. So the genie playing? was Alice's Saeed? true love. Who's Saeed playing? I don't know. He wasn't in the 20 probably, minutes I've he's seen. He's probably playing Jafar. Probably. Why is he playing the bad guy? Why they have a lot of lost guy? actors in Once Upon a Time, though, because well, it's Emily Day Ravine. Well, yeah, Emily Day Ravine uh, came on as Belle, and she's a main character now. 
and Jorge Garcia is reoccurring as the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, he's really good. Yeah, it is two of the writers of Lost, and it. I took. I wrote a column last winter that said why Once Upon a Time is the new Lost, and I'm not saying it's that good, but it's good. Okay. I, I don't know. And I love what they're building. Like, we've seen the Enchanted Forest, we've seen the real world, we've seen... Now we're seeing a lot of Neverland. We have visited Wonderland before, but mm-hmm. now we're going to get more of that. Um, we've been... Uh, they've visited the Victorian England, which is a whole other world, where the Darlings from Peter Pan are from and stuff. Yeah. That is another realm, another world to visit. There's a black and white horror story, like classic MGM horror story world, where we've got Dr. Frankenstein's story, David Anders, they tied it into that. And and they are they've already been dropping hints that they're going to Oz. And they've had a plenty of Star Wars references in ever since Disney bought Star Wars, so you never know. They could end up in Star Wars See, at some point. Again, this this just furthers to me feels like it's just uh their different twists on Kingdom Hearts. Uh it because the whole point of that is that they mm-hmm. go from world to world and they save all the people within the world. And like yeah. Aladdin and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast and Nightmare Before Christmas. Winnie the Ooh, Pooh. I hope they go for Nightmare Before Christmas. That'd be awesome. That would be that would piss me off even more because literally at that point they've literally just said, "Fuck it, uh, uh, Little Mermaid." Hercu- I'm They're bringing in Little Mermaid. In. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. In theory, Little Mermaid's tied into Neverland. I'm playing that game now, and I'm like, "God damn, this game came out in like 2002, and now mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time." I bet you anything that's all they did when they're in the writers' room for Lost, going, "This is great." You know, if we pitch to Disney, we should just do a weird version of Kingdom Hearts, and I'm going like. Well, and I love what they did uh, going after religious fanatics in this episode about people that believe so blindly they can't listen to reason or stop to think about the argument. Mm. They had the two villains like throughout last season. Uh, one of them had the right to be a villain. He was a little boy and the witch killed his mother. And it was a really good flashback, but he was a big arc. And then the other girl is the girl who plays Tyrese's sister in Walking Dead. And so I'm like, okay, she can't, uh, obviously they're going to have to get rid of these two pretty quickly because she's committed full time to Walking Dead now. Yeah. So, but the last season ended with them kidnapping Henry and taking him to Neverland because they're trying to get him to the home office. And there, two of them are regular humans. They're not from fairy tale world and their entire mission is to destroy magic. And they think the home office is going to help them. They get to Neverland, and the Lost Boys laugh at them and kill them and say, there's no home office, it's us. We manipulated you. You didn't even like stop to ask anything because you were so like, I hate magic, I'm going to do whatever I can to kill magic. Oh, this group showed up and funded me so that I can kill magic. Don't ask questions, they just did it because that was their goal. And they died for it. That's awesome. It was really cool. Well, uh... The last thing we want to talk about, if we if we can can real quick, because we've sure. gone over a bit, Sorry. is uh, it's my fault. I wanted to talk Neverland. It was I, awesome. Yeah, it was really good. Agents of Shield, second episode better than the first. Really? Yes. A lot of people felt the opposite. A lot of people hated the second episode. Really? Why? They, they thought it was poor, poor dialogue. The only thing good about it, a lot of people liked was the action scenes. Like, they were well coordinated beyond that. Uh, no, the, see- the, the the punch and and. Zaz of the pilot was 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 all gone. Uh, see, I thought the pilot was a lot of introduction and setup, and yeah. the case of the week was kind of supplemental because they were trying to set you up. Sure. Whereas in this episode, they took the time to do character development with the cast. See, they, I actually enjoyed it. I just remember I was reading on Twitter. A lot yeah. of people were just like, like, uh, Shield sucked. Shield uh, sucked. Shield was not that good. The first week was way better. First week was. Way I completely better. disagree. I liked the first week a lot, but I liked yeah. the second week even better. I, I thought and. But can we be 
be honest, though, that the uh, the and best it had part nothing to do. Yes, it was, but that is not why I like it better. No, 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 no. But it it was like it was like the nice cherry on top of the. It should have been in episode one. I know. Okay, first, okay, I love that he's had the fucking play in six days, and he's already wrecked it. He's already wrecked it. And the, that brought a great Samuel Jackson, but the, the, the reason I say it should be in the first episode, and I'm glad they didn't because you expect it to be in the first episode, and it's good they held right. it, but they had a 30% drop in ratings for week two. Yeah. And a lot of that, I believe, and this is my opinion, it's not fact, but I believe it's because a lot of people showed up and said, oh, none of the Avengers are going to be in this. No, I'm not going to waste my time. And so, even though it was the like most watched pilot in four years on like any network, it was huge ratings in the. It the dropped, movie. yeah, it dropped thirty percent. Thirty percent. They were expecting fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty would have been acceptable, and nobody would have said anything. But the fact that it dropped thirty worries me because it's a high budget show, and if it doesn't get high ratings, it's not going to stay on. I, you know, part of the problem also though is that a show that's been number one for a while uh, lost one of its main characters that night too. Eva left the same yeah. night it aired. Ugh. Same time, same time. And NCIS is hugely popular. Don't know why, but it is. Again, it's the character. I, for the I most don't part, like. I, I don't think watch it. Nine times out of ten, it's the more the characters. That's why. That's why when CSI lost Grissom and Catherine and Warwick and all these other popular mm-hmm. characters, it's not only were they just crime of the week kind of thing. It's just those characters aren't there anymore. I don't like the show anymore, so they just stop watching. Well, I think they get attached after dropping in and out and watching those crimes to that character. Well, that's how but CIS is. They just drop in and out. They don't worry about following that character. So, but if they know it's the last episode with that character, they're going to show up to see it. Right. Now, at the same time, there is the fact that I could be very wrong, and it's just literally people thought that because I also, not only was it highly publicized more than anything, I also know that it was also publicized that the Avengers are not in this. I know, but... I think some people are, well, no, they never said the Avengers were not in this. They said the point was to not bring this. The Avengers weren't the point of the show, but you never know. Somebody might show up from time to time. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Look, the only people that would probably really show up will probably be Mark Ruffalo and Samuel Jackson and uh, maybe ScarJo. They might get ScarJo. What? I think. Actually, I would say Mark Renner would be way more accessible to get than Scarlett Johansson. Uh, uh, Renner. Which one's Renner? Uh, Hawkeye. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. I said Mark Renner. I was confused. Mark Renner, Brian Renner, whatever. Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Jer Jer. Jer Jer. No, I mean we're not. We we know we're not going to get Tony Stark. I mean, let's be realistic. We're not going to get Tony Stark. Did I see him in a weird fucking car commercial the other day with a weird like? (laughs) No, no. I was fast from the commercials and I was like, "Is that Robert Downey Jr.?" And I I I stopped it, rewound, and watched Mm -hmm. it. And it's him, like, at a car wash with this weird little fucking, like, animatronic beast or whatever. Hmm. And it's like, bah, 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 and he's, like, cleaning his car. And he's like, yeah, so that's happening. And, I, and I'm going, what the fuck is this? Let's go back for a second, though, about the complaints of dialogue. What was... I love the dialogue in the second episode. They felt the dialogue uh, in the first episode. They said the dialogue had a very Joss Whedon punch to it, which is where dialogue felt like it was uh, doing character development, but it was also right. saying something up for a joke. Yeah. And then in the second episode, I still saw the, that the punchline never happened. I disagree. Like the whole thing with Calvary felt like it was it it wasn't set up properly to really do anything. Not yet. I now again. I like the episode, and I love. There I was some great was... Colson stuff, like when he looked at the girl, and the girl's like, "You know, you had a whole army backing you up," and he's like, "Yeah." And now I only. Have, she's like, "And now you only have these five. He's like, "Yeah, they're that good." And then it comes back later. I told you they were that, that good. good, right? You know, like stuff like that. I I felt like it was really strong. I, they also I a lot of people so also much. are not liking the girl who plays Sky. 
Yeah, she's a little annoying, but I'll get used to her. I don't know. I, 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 I am looking forward to Colby Smolders and Ron Glass coming back to continue that mystery, probably yeah. for sweeps. Yeah, I, I hope so. Because they will. I, I really like the show. I just... He, here's what what they need to do, and uh, if they want to keep the show interesting, or they need to do another spinoff from S.H.I.E.L.D. And this is me thinking longer They're ahead. two episodes in. I understand that. But Jimmy, this is coming from a Marvel fan who, like, okay, in the office right now, what are all those books right there? Those are... Marvel books, son. Marvel books. Except for the twice as many DC. Just kidding. <laughs> no, there's not. I'm there's kidding. downstairs there are actually, because someone gave me all their DC comics. I'm like, huh? I don't I've never had DC before, so this should be they're all Batman though. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's the good DC, not the shitty DC like Aquaman. And Aquaman. <laughs> Did you I saw I was looking at the Hollywood Reporter Aquaman and they had a um no they had a <laughs> cast photo. <laughs> Then a cast photo from like, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like when I said yeah. when I said Aquaman, Jimmy just rolled his eyes and I kept saying it. It's just like because well, everyone knows Aquaman joke in the superhero. He's world. a shitty character. I know. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you start up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. What the fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> what the fuck is that?